What is going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. OK Fabe. And on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast, we're going to take a look back at an epic wrestling weekend that pertained of two major shows. Of course, the first being NXT TakeOver UK, or rather NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And of course, the show that everyone else is also buzzing about, AEW's All Out. How do these shows stack up compared to each other? What were the, the big moments to take away? And did CM Punk actually show up? All this and maybe some other stuff sprinkled in between. On this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal how you doing, man? Yeah, good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor A.K. Okay, Fabe here. Welcome, guys, to episode number 96 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Your source for latest news, rumors, gossip, headlines in the world of professional wrestling. Guys, know me. I'm Connor A.K. Okay, Fabe here. And welcome all to... The resurgence of the Random Wrestling Podcast. I know have been doing a whole lot of content the last couple of weeks, but it's all in good fun. It's all for the greater good. Trust me, less of this this face on the internet sometimes is is a better thing than not. But we had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going down as far as wrestling this past week, uh, or rather just past this weekend with Starcast. Tons of stuff over on the Fight Network as far as being able to check out a ton of. Uh, interesting panels, of course, a lot of people still buzzing about the CM Punk one, which really, at the end of the day, I don't feel like didn't really reveal a whole heck of a lot. Like, I, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But, of course, the two big shows that everyone was buzzing about, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff and, of course, um, of course AEW All Out, their last big pay-per-view hoorah before they head over to the weekly TNT show starting in October which uh, a lot of interesting opinions about this. I did. I asked you guys on the, about this on Twitter, and uh, I actually got a chance to earlier today finally get like to sit down and like watch the uh, the uh, Cardiff show, which was just absolutely surreal. I think a lot of people are sleeping on that NXT UK takeover show more than they need to. I mean, I get it all out. It's kind of you know a lot of eyes and a lot of focus and a lot of attention on the. Uh, on the All Out show, but I think a lot of people were really sleeping on NXT TakeOver UK Cardiff. But we'll talk about the entire show, we'll break down all the matches, um, and give you guys my quick thoughts on all those. Of course, you guys in the routine, you guys know the whole shtick, love to hear what you guys have to say about all this. So make sure you hit me up in the comment section in the chat if you guys are joining us live right here on YouTube.com slash OKFaber. And of course, you can also check us out on the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun jazz links are in the description box. Hello. Uh, if you guys want to help support the stream and help it grow even further, there's a bunch of cool ways you guys can do so. Of course, subscribing right here to the YouTube channel is an awesome way to do so. Of course, Streamlabs Super Chat links are both enabled. If you guys want to directly donate to the show itself, always appreciate the uh, donations. Help this show keep dollar <laughs> donation right then and there. Casey Rose, thank you for donating that $1. Uh, Brock Lesnar, tense scream. Thank you for the $1. Super chat for kicking things off here, Casey Rose. Thank you so much for your donation. Of course, there's other ways you guys can support the stream. Of course, we also have our store over at represent.com. 
slash store slash okfabe. You guys can check out all the cool designs. Link in the description. Patreon is going to get a complete revamp in not too much time. So make sure you guys are patrons. Make sure you guys go check it out. Episode 10 of Wrestling Retrospective involving the great uh, Bruno San Martino will be dropping very, very soon. So if you guys like that series, make sure you uh, check that out. It is coming out very, very soon. Myself and Jake DeMarco dropping that episode in the near future. Of course, the return of the OK Fabe show is coming at you tomorrow. Make sure you guys are around for that one. And it's a new format, new feel, a new lineup. Make sure you guys get in on that. And patrons, you guys get early access to that dropping pretty darn soon. So make sure you check it out. Of course, gotta go to our friends over at Power Slam for their awesome wrestling network. Use that coupon code OKF Slam and get yourself one month off. Some of the best in pro wrestling on the independent scene. Now, I know a lot of people are still kind of filing in here um, to the show, which is uh, kind of crazy. Of course, we also have a new um, RSS feed. So if you guys are listening to us on audio formats, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, of course, also on Stitcher, and now Anchor.fm. Make sure you guys go check us out there. I'm just going to give some love and just let everybody know that we are indeed alive right now <clears throat> on the channel. So if you guys can make sure you let everybody else know, it would be greatly appreciated. <coughs> Excuse me. My goodness. But um, we got some love in the chat real quick. I want to give love to, of course, Casey Rose, who gave the donation a little bit earlier on. Of course, we got Vintage Dream. What's going on? Vintage Steve Callen Jurgen. And Jurgen, what's going on, everybody? Hope you guys are having a fantastic Labor Day weekend. You guys are here in the States. Um, it's going to be a crazy uh, It's gonna be a crazy month of September. We got a lot of things going on. Of course, we have, um, like I said, AEW is going to be doing their TV show Starting next month, they did announce a new pay-per-view they're going to be having on November 9th, which should be uh, very interesting to see. Um, I like the concept of the thing. I, I think it's 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 definitely interesting. Uh, I'm going back to school after all. I know it was kind of back and forth about whether or not I was going back to school. It's happening, folks. So I'm going to be going to school for journalism starting this Wednesday. Holy crap, Ola. Uh, we got the OK Fabe Show revamping up. Cool stuff happening the Patreon. Just a lot of it's, – it's a good time. I think it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. I think it's a good time to be a wrestling fan because we have a lot of options, a lot of variety. I mean, heck, between Fight TV, uh, all the major networks, we got, of course, NXT going to uh, USA this month. I mean, there's just so much wrestling that um, I don't think I'm going to sleep, folks. I think I'm just not going to sleep. And then, of course, in a month's time, about four weeks from now, so let's see, that would be uh, seven, eight, nine, yeah, September 29th, as a matter of fact, those of you out there listening, September 29th will be the one. 100th episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast, which is just nuts. Just insane to think that, right? You know? Uh, so that's going to be a great little uh, thing. I'm not sure what we got planned for the 100th episode yet, uh, but we will see how things progress as we get a little closer. Uh, maybe have some cameos, maybe have some shout-outs here and there. Uh, we'll, we'll see how uh, how things go. We got Blazed Radio also in the chat. What's going on? We got Donna and, of course, uh, all the other awesome people here on the chat as well. So the majority of this week's episode is going to be just basically, um, and Steve Callen, what's going on, Steve Callen? Majority of this episode is going to be geared towards just talking about, um, mainly just talking about uh, NXT TakeOver, I keep saying NXT TakeOver, NXT UK TakeOver, Cardiff, Wales, and of course, also uh, AEW All Out. So let's start with the NXT show. Um, the one thing that I always love about the NXT UK shows is that, you know, I know a good chunk of the players. I don't know all of them. Uh, I think that anytime that I have an opportunity to go and watch new wrestling with new people that I don't know really a whole heck of a lot about, 
is uh, is exciting because I don't know what I'm in store for. And this was kind of the same idea. I mean, obviously, I knew who Kylie, uh, Kaylee Ray was. I knew who Tony Storm was, Walter, Tyler Bate, uh, Joe Coffey, Dave Maps. I, I knew a good chunk of the players going into this. And it's kind of the same idea, in, in my opinion, as far as a takeover compared to the weekly UK show. Listen, if I had more time on my hands or if this was my full-time job, believe you me, I'd probably be watching NXT UK on a weekly basis. But unfortunately, not. Uh, so... It was cool to see some 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 familiar faces and then also some not so familiar faces. Uh, the first match being, of course, Travis Banks going one on one with Noam Dar. This was an interesting one that I just really uh, didn't expect to be as uh, I shouldn't say I, I shouldn't say I didn't expect it to be as technical as I thought it was going to be. It's it's the UK, of course, it's going to be technical. Um. But this was just an absolute treat and, and honestly a great barn burner to open up the show. Uh, Dar performed the Nova Roller on Banks to get the win here, which I was cut off guard with. And I was also cut off guard with, by the way, the fact that we had both Nigel McGuinness and Aiden English doing commentary. Not so much Nigel, but I guess Aiden was just not against him. I actually like him on commentary, truth be told. It's just I didn't anticipate another three-man team. Like, I guess WWE is on a kick for three-man commentary teams, but okay, we'll be fine with that. Um, but solid 13-minute match to open things up as far as the show goes. Great way to set the tone. Great to see Noam Dar back uh, on the UK brand. I think it was a smart move to there. Uh, again, get more name power. Speaking of name power and like name recognition, um, <laughs> the one thing I was clamoring for, I, I, I like to think you guys are probably doing the same thing. We got Olay, Sammy Olay in the chat too. What's going on? Um, the interesting thing was uh to see Cesaro in NXT UK. And of course he teased the fact that he was gonna be there. He did like a W.com thing for right right after he left Raw. Um and then rolled right into uh saying he was gonna be a spectator, maybe even more than a spectator. And of course Cesaro took on and I hope I'm saying his name right, um Ilija <laughs> Dragonoff. I I I'm butchering that horribly. I'm that horribly um, but man, it's nothing against Legia. It was just, <laughs> it's, it was nothing against Dragunov. It was just, it was Cesaro's time to shine. And Cesaro did just that. Performed a pop-up European uppercut and a neutralizer to get the win, obviously. Did the, the Cesaro swing. Just a hell of a competition to really showcase. I mean, it did show Dragunov's ability, but also, um, I mean, it was more for Cesaro's spotlight. I'm a little shocked that Cesaro got the win here. But at the same time, if this means a longer full-time run for Cesaro on NXT UK, I am 100% for this. We're starting to see, and this is something I wanted to bring up too, is that we're starting to see more of the shuffle around from talent. And I'm not saying like the wild card rule, but like for example, obviously in NXT right now, Pete Dunne got, you know, is having chances over there. Rhea Ripley is now having chances over there coming from the UK over to the, you know, the stateside NXT brand. And if I think Cesaro would be fantastic over on the NXT UK brand. It's not like he's doing a whole heck of a lot right now. You know what I mean? It's not like he's really doing anything mainstream. He's been kind of teeter-tottering around the United States Championship or the Intercontinental title, but he hasn't really won any major championships since the Raw Tag Team title. Um, but... Uh, but either way, I mean, I think that this was a great showcase. The crowd obviously ate it all up. They were super pumped. I was super pumped. Everyone was super pumped. Uh, we got Lone Wolf also joining us in the chat. What's going on, Lone Wolf? 
and Jay Skins 100. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on when we get to the whole uh, AEW show. Don't you fret on Checking in on you guys a little bit. But um, I'm hoping Cesaro stick around. Maybe you guys feel differently. Love to hear your thoughts in the chat, in the comments, and on social media of what you guys think. Do you think Cesaro... Uh, what, do you think Cesaro should stay in NXT UK? Maybe show up every once in a while? Maybe takeovers only? Who knows? I, I personally think he would be a great permanent one. They already got Cassius Ono over there, apparently, for some reason, which is still confusing to me. Um, but, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Again, Cassius Ono, great talent, just odd choice. But anyway, Gallus, team of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, uh, took on the team of Zach Gibson, James Drake, of course, the team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster in a triple threat match for the NXT UK tag titles. This one was definitely one that caught me off guard. I, I mean, I knew a little bit about Gallus I, a little bit because I've seen Wolfgang. I love Wolfgang. Saw Mark Coffey, love him. Didn't know much about Gibson and James Drake. I did know, obviously, Gibson did challenge Pete Dunne at one point for the UK title back when they announced the brand's beginning. Uh, and Mark Andrews, know a lot about him. Flashmore Webster, I fell in love with him in the last UK tournament. Uh, so it was just weird to see them as a cohesive unit. But considering it's Cardiff, Wales, and we have Mark Andrews, uh, who is from Wales, and Flash, Gordon, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, excuse me, who is also from Wales, it makes the most sense, of course, to have the first ever Wales champions in WWE history to win tag team titles. Um... Andrews performing a shooting star press on Gibson and Webster pinned Gibson, of course, to win the championship, um, which was just an absolute treat. Th this one really blew me away as far as the, um, you know, the, the chaos of it. It's hard to do triple threat matches in singles ma matches, let alone a freaking tag team one. Absolutely love this. Love the team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. I kind of was hoping they would push Flash more as a singles competitor. But I am certainly not complaining by putting him and Mark Andrews together as a team. Crowd went absolutely bananas, as of course they would in Wales, uh, for your new NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff in the last man standing match was just, uh, wow. In, within moments, the freaking the rope broke. I mean, you know you're going to have yourself a great match when these two like just absolutely just walking pieces of putty just absolutely start colliding with each other. Just absolutely insane. Um, but it was fun to see this one. This was just your like man on man, just like just absolutely beating the unliving holy hell out of each other. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, Coffee ends up actually getting the win here after um, they fell off a production crate through a table. Mastiff could not stand up, which means of course Joe Coffee got the victory and won. Um, solid matchup, even though it was like still not the longest match of the entire evening. But oh, we're gonna oh we're gonna get to that one. Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm, unfortunately, I hate to say this because I like both these women. I feel like, sad to say, this was probably the weakest of the two for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I love both women. I think that they both have a great uh, future ahead of them. Tony Storm is one of, I think, the, is not, she has to be the fan favorite. She has to be the fan favorite over there. Um, but this matchup was short. This one was less than 10 minutes. It was the shortest match of the entire card. It just felt off. Um, Ray did perform a rope-hung gory bomb and a second gory bomb on Storm to win the championship. Uh, I was a little surprised they took the belt off Tony. I don't want to say too quickly. Yeah, I, I feel like she's had the belt for like a long time because I know I know Rhea Ripley was obviously the first champion. Um, 
But I mean, she she won the belt from Rhea Ripley in January of this year. So she's had the belt pretty much almost for eight months straight. Not a bad run. Uh, does this mean that maybe Tony Storm might end up going up to the main, the stateside NXT roster? Who knows? That might be a possibility. Uh, but it just felt off. It felt weird. I have a feeling this is not the last uh, encounter between the two women, but it just it was unfortunately not the uh, not the matchup I was hoping it was going to. Anyway, but match that everyone and their mother was talking about from NXT UK Takeover Cardiff was the you ready for this. 42-minute match. Yeah, 42 minutes. They almost went a freaking full hour, believe it or not, folks. Between Walter, the current UK champion, and Tyler Bate, the first UK champion. These two destroyed each other. And <laughs> it's interesting because when you look at Tyler Bate, right, and they did the, they did a pretty good job of the history with this, with with like... You know, showing Tyler Bate winning the championship. Um, you know, uh, with um, with uh, with Walter winning against you know uh, winning against uh, Pete Dunne, defeating that long you know long team, uh, that long reign. Excuse me. It forming Imperium, like the whole buildup was so well done. But the thing that <laughs> it just blew me away, what they were able to perform in this match because. Walter is just a. I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to say a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me. Walter to me is a lot like Lesnar in a lot of ways to me. He's not quite as athletic, but I feel like there are things that that man does that are just superhuman. Tyler Bate um, will no doubt be a major star when he goes to Raw or SmackDown. I almost have no uncertainty in my mind. So, for those of you who don't remember, Tyler Bate was 19 when he won the NXT, or excuse me, when he won the WWE UK Championship. That was, um, that was about the end, of, what was that, the end of 2000, end of 2016, right? So he's now, what, 20, no, excuse me, he's now 22, 22 years old. Think about that. He's 22 years old, and the stuff that we're able to see him do perform, not only just in general, but against a larger guy like Walter is just insane. Deadlifting Walter numerous times in the match, it just blew me away the, uh, the absolute amazing athleticism that Tyler Bate was at. I, I thought, honestly, there was going to be times that Tyler Bate was going to win the thing because there were some rumblings going around that Tyler Bate, uh, or excuse me, that Walter was in some sort of heat with, with the UK title because I guess he did something with it on the independence. I don't know. Um, but I, I get what they're trying to do. They're 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 gonna build up the the, the behemoth. Devlin to the main roster to tag with Blur. Agree? Uh, possibly. They that might be possibly Spaz. And thank you, Spaz, for that two dollar Canadian super chat donation. Kicking things off and keeping on going with that uh, donation. Thank you so much. Um, I don't think they would do that right away. I think that'd be more of a detriment to Devlin because Finn Balor is so well established. If anything. Uh, if you don't have Balor doing anything on the main roster, send his ass over to NXT UK. You know, uh, I, I don't think they ever would. I think he's too big of a star, but listen, uh, take Cesaro. I mean, I, I think you put Cesaro with some of those young guys in there and, and let just Cesaro be Cesaro over there. Whew, it'd be insane. But anyway, 
Uh, I mean, we saw things like Walter perform a power bomb to the ring apron and a power bomb to the ring post. There was th that power bomb that Walter did to Tyler Bate to the ring post scared the living hell out of me. It wasn't just because of the way he landed on the turnbuckle; it was the way he fell down and looked like he almost cracked his head open like an egg. Just scared the hell out of me. Bate performed a Tyler Driver ninety-seven on Walter for a two count. Bate performed a corkscrew senton bomb on Walter for a two count. Walter performed a diving splash on the Bate. Walter performed a folding power bomb on Bate for a one. Uh, Walter then, of course, hit the clothesline. I mean, his clotheslines just scare me. Um, there were numerous instances where I thought we were going to see Imperium interfere, which there was no interference, which was awesome. Or <clears throat> I thought that for sure Tyler Bate was going to get the victory here. The underdog thing. Um, it'd be the first ever two-time uh, UK champion. But no, the legend and story of Walter continues. Roll the end credits with Imperium at ringside, or at the top of the ramp. No uh, debuts, no special nothing. It was just Walter continuing his dominance. But man, if there's any match you're going to watch from this one, it's definitely going to be the main event. And it's not to discredit the other matches. The other matches were fantastic in their own rights. And, and honestly, the show uh, blew me away because I went in there with very unknown expectations. And it was just absolutely a phenomenal freaking treat. Um, if you're going to watch any matches, definitely the UK title, no questions asked. Uh, another runner-up would definitely be the UK tag team titles. Uh, Cesaro's match, the uh, the Last Man Standing, they're all they. The only match, like I said, that I felt like suffered unfortunately was the women's. I think that was the only one that that f unfortunately suffered uh, compared to the other. But in any case, I mean, if I were to rank NXT UK Takeover Cardiff on a scale out of ten, let's go with um, yeah, I'd go with probably maybe like a uh, an eight, uh, probably an eight. I think that there were definitely things that could have been better, but I mean, overall as a show, damn solid show. And the NXT UK brand should most definitely be proud of that. That is absolutely for sure. But uh, before we roll into AEW All Out real quick, let's give some love to the chat real fast. Of course, we've got Spaz Phoenix joining us, Mr. Mike307. Now, the question is, how in the hell do you beat Walter? It says, uh, how I in the hell do you beat? Listen, I, Mike, you go after Walter all you want. I'm not touching the bastard. He's going to freaking kill. Um, Ole Simile, a big strong boy. Damn good storytelling. Agreed. Uh, it was great psychology, great uh, story buildup. It was very simple. Everything across the board was uh, fantastic. I love again Cassius and Cesaro help elevate a new talent would be smart. I mean, hey, imagine they form the the kings of the uh, kings of wrestling tag team again. We have Ono and Cesaro on the same brand. Hey, uh, what if Cesaro and Ono versus Imperium became a feud? I mean, imagine um, imagine them being uh, in contention for the tag team titles. That would be very interesting. But. Um, yeah, I would say the NXT TakeOver, the UK TakeOver, definitely a solid eight for sure. Um, no doubt. But there's also that other, you know, that other, what's, what's that other, what's that other show? Uh, what's that other show? Oh, yeah, that, that AEW show, that All Elite Wrestling thing or whatever. Yes, we, we had All Elite Wrestling All Out, the last major show before their TNT debut on October 2nd. Had two pre-show matches and, of course, uh, did feature the crowning of the first ever AEW World Champion. Also taking place at the Sears Center in Chicago. Once again, the home of All In, which of course where this all started. Nyla Rose winning the uh, the 21 Woman Casino Battle Royal. Uh, I'm not too, too surprised. Nyla's been getting a lot of popularity lately. So uh, good on her for getting the victory here. Uh, last eliminating Britt Baker. Uh, I thought for sure maybe Britt. I thought Brandy was going to win the whole thing. So I'm automatically out on that one. Private Party defeating Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, Private Party turning heel. Unfortunately, I did not see this matchup. I didn't have a chance to see the pre-show as it happened, but I heard Private Party is apparently now heel tag team. 
Very interesting indeed. Um, we had the first matchup was the six-man tag that I really got a chance to take a look at and watch. The six-man tag, SoCal Uncensored versus Jurassic Express, as they're now calling themselves, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, um, was a treat. It was a fun opener. Um, I love the cohesiveness of SoCal Uncensored. They were always great. They were always a great team together. Um, I thought that Jurassic Express surprised me a lot. I was kind of expecting a lot of high flying from Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. That's not really too surprising. Uh, but man, Luchasaurus was over like Rover in this one. He uh, he did some incredible athleticism, but using his body to his advantage, using those big dancers' legs, the suicide dive. There was just so much fun with this. It was not necessarily a match that was like... There were, there were definitely some wowing athletic moments, no questions asked. But really, to me, the star that signed out of the whole thing was Luchasaurus. And I think that um, if Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus end up splitting as a team, um, which I don't hope... I hope does not happen. I like them together as a team. Man, if they're going to split as a team, Luchasaurus is going to skyrocket right to the top. I'm not... I'm no, no doubt about that. He was over like Rover. Looked like a million bucks. Everything he did, the crowd popped for. It was fantastic. Uh, SoCal getting the win here, I I feel like they should have. I was I remember talking with Joe about this on Out of Nowhere, um, saying that, you know, uh, they haven't gotten much of a victory lately since they've been to AEW. I'm like, oh, yeah, they definitely they definitely need this victory for sure. So uh, SoCal and Sensei getting the win. Everybody's shaking hands afterwards, so kudos to them on that. I thought we are going to see, like, some sort of savagery beat. Well, uh, Pac and Kenny Omega. Or pack, yeah, not not pack, pack. Um, I saw so many funny memes. I, I guess I pronounced it wrong, but I just saw so many people making fun of it. Um, this match was very, very good. Um, was not the match of the night for me. Um, amazing athleticism from both men. Weird that they put this on the card second. It was like the second. It was the second match of the, on the card, not counting the pre-show, obviously. Weird placement. Um, weird, odd. I, I, not, nothing, nothing against this. Um, the finish, though. Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. was very confusing. The, f the finish was very odd. Um, and I'll talk about the finish in just a second. I do have to pause for just a moment. Please stay tuned, folks. Right back. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk the rest of AEW All Out. In all right, we are back. So we're talking AEW All Out. Hawk versus Kenny Omega, like I said, was a very solid match. I have nothing against the match in and of itself. Um, I think the athleticism that both men showed was awesome. There was some scenes and moves in there that were just um, insane. Specifically, there was one that just blew my mind where, where Kenny Omega had Pac on top of his shoulders and looked like he was going to do like an, a hurricane run or something like that, but he instead dropped him down to his waist level, caught him, 
and then deadlifted him into a bridge of, a, of like a German suplex. Insane athletic ability, insane just everything. Um, <laughs> but the, the finish was weird. And, and apparently, I thought it was that Pac won due to a submission of some kind. But apparently, he technically won due to a ref stoppage, which was just confusing to me. So, uh, I, I don't... Now, a lot of people were pointing to... A, a lot of people were pointing to this because there's been rumors that Pac does not, you know, does not like to lose and that he wants to protect his image as the, um, I believe he's a Dragon Gate champion right now, and wants to, you know, protect his image, which is understandable, and, and, and that might be part of the reason why, um, you know, maybe they, they, they had him and, and, and they were able to bring him on board, if maybe that was part of the agreement. The match itself was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The ending just made things weird. Where, where do you go from here? And we know that Pac later on does taunt Adam uh, Hangman Page backstage uh, after his world title match. We'll obviously get to that in a second, but it just, it just felt felt weird. Uh, it felt like you had this like great flow going, great athleticism, all that stuff going for you, and then just the finish just made you go like, wait, what? Like, I thought they mentioned like Kenny Omega was knocked out at one point. It was just a weird, very weird ending. Um... That's really the only complaint I have about the match. Athletically, it was fine. There was not much story going into it, obviously, because of the John Moxley situation. But um, could we see a rematch? I hope we see a rematch. We want a little bit of a better finish. Just me, you know? Just my opinion. Uh, before we get any further, I do want to talk about the whole CM Punk thing. Uh, because, spoiler alert, CM Punk did not show up. He said this at the beginning of his interview at StarCast earlier in the evening, or earlier in the day. And that that was not going to happen. And there was really, and he said uh, various things on his show or on the on the interview that he said he would not not talk to WWE. But I feel like everyone was building up the hype of of CM Punk, uh, and and I and I I sort of I sort of get it. I I sort of get it because. Want, they want to they they want to see him. It's in Chicago. He's at Starcast. Starcast happens to be coinciding with All Out, all that fun stuff, right? Fine. Once he publicly said he wasn't coming, I just I I knew. It. And I mean, hopefully, just, I I just want to say this right now. I just hope this is the end of the CM Punk, right? He comes he comes. If he goes he goes. At this point, I'm not gonna clamor over it anymore. I'm not gonna make thirty million. CM Punk videos or CM Punk posts about it. Um, just it is what it is. I, I think that, like I told you guys, <laughs> donation. I want bait versus Dar like JD wants his cat. Lol. Thank you, Spaz, for that $2 Canadian super chat donation. Um, maybe we'll get bait versus Dar. I don't know. I mean, that, that would be, I'm not gonna lie, that'd be a fun matchup. That's for damn sure. Thank you so much, Spaz. Um, I you know it just it just frustrates me that like there's so much on him about um about CM Punk <laughs> like good I'm good at this point but anyway rolling on through um next up we had the Cracker Barrel Clash 
triple threat, apparently hardcore rules match, which I kind of wish they kind of advertised, but maybe they couldn't technically, but it was more or less a hardcore rules match. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allin, and Joey Janela. If you guys like the hardcore style and like the, I guess the better way to say is the goofiness of it, because it was more, to me it was more goofy. Um, not to say that some of the stuff they did wasn't good. Uh, I think, was it, was it Janela who did it? Yeah, it had to have been. Um, Janela who did the, the, the or I could, I could be wrong, it could be Darby. But one of them had the actual barrel and was like looking to do it, crashed through onto Jimmy Havoc and completely missed. There were things in the match that I enjoyed, but it wasn't, it wasn't I was popping for every little thing about it. I mean, there, there was definitely some great athleticism involved by all three, but it definitely had more of a, there was a little bit more of a comedic feel to it. Not necessarily like straight out like New Day funny, but it definitely had some more comedic undertones to it. But um, I thought the match was okay. Jimmy Havoc getting the win, finally getting us some sort of victory here, which is fantastic. But it just wasn't anything wowing. It was still fun either way to me. Next up, we have the tag team match. The winning, ta- the winning, the winning tag team receives a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. Dark Order against the Best Friends. Uh, this one saw. The reemergence of Orange Cassidy apparently now being best friends with the best friends. Uh, Dark Order getting the victory here. No real shock and surprise. And this tag team match was all right. It, it was okay. Um, I do love the Dark Order. I miss their original gimmick, the Super Smash Brothers, but what are you going to do? Um, but no real shock and surprise that they uh, got the victory here as they are the more heel team. The whole... Um, the whole... Uh, Interesting, like, weird, like, you know, what do they call them? I can't remember, like, Dark Order's minions or whatever. Um, it's like, fat, over shape, out of shape, like, gentleman in, in masks was like, hey, I could easily apply for that job. Listen, Evil Uno, if you need a henchman with a beer gut and lots of hair in unnecessarily places, I'm your guy. Um, fun matchup, 13 minutes, 40 seconds, not really anything too much to write home about. I will say that the tag team division... Uh, is definitely going to be one of the best ones in uh, in wrestling right now. AEW's got a really stacked tag team division. I'll tell you why we get to that uh, AAA World Tag Team Title match. Oh boy, Rio defeating uh, Hikaru Ashida. Uh, of course, they found out and revealed that Rio will now face Nyla Rose on the first inaugural AEW on TNT to crown the first ever AEW Women's Champion. Um, those of you asking i love the design of the AEW women's championship it looks basically like the men's just on a little bit of a smaller scale so uh i love the way that the belt looks i think the belt is one of the truth be told it's one of the better looking women's championships that are out there right now um and there's not too many that i really like uh i think it's definitely ranked right up there but rio nyla rose october 2nd will crown the first ever AEW women's champion I think I have my idea of who I think is going to win here, but we'll talk about that when we get a little closer uh, to AEW on TNT. Cody with Sean Spears one-on-one, or sorry, Cody versus Sean Spears one-on-one. Pelly Blanchard in Sean Spears' corner. Shouldn't be surprised MJF was chosen to be in Cody's corner because he hates his guts. Um, MJF hates Sean Spears' guts. This match was just... um, 
psychology and fantastic storytelling if I've ever heard and or seen it. This was just so much fun. Um, the psychology was there. MJF was a treat, um, as, as to be expected. Um, I love the run-in from AA. Uh, still made the, to me, still made the freaking spine buster look like a million dollars. Awesome. Love to see me some uh, Arn Anderson action. Um, I was a little surprised Cody won this one, to be honest with you. I was, I was a little surprised Cody got the victory here. I thought for sure, because of the way they were teasing up MJF and Sean Spears, that Sean would somehow finagle a way to get a victory, and then you could you know, lead things into the future. I thought for sure they were going to leave the wide, uh, door wide open. They still could. I'm not saying they couldn't. But I figure with Sean Spears like getting this sort of rub, uh, the story, the emotion going into it, I thought for sure that you know Cody would get the victory here. Not that I'm, or excuse me, that Sean Spears would get the victory here. Not that I'm complaining, uh, but definitely out of all the matches, no doubt had the best psychology and best storytelling. Probably the best built one um, out of them all as far as psychology in ring and the build leading into it. Uh, Cody getting the victory here on that one. Now, talk about some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. We got ourselves a, <laughs> a Escalera de la Muerte match for the AAA World Tag Team titles. Luch Brothers against the Young Bucks. I'm not sure what I can say about this matchup that um, can top anything that somebody hasn't already probably said about this matchup. Um, to me, this is definitely one of the higher ranking matches for sure, as far as the even. I mean, Bucks and 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 the Lucha Brothers are going to be are going to give you amazing matches, no matter what you put them in. But then when you put them in a ladder match, and have the likes of Pentagon Junior. doing essentially a Canadian destroyer from a ladder through a table, you know you're in for a fantastic little treat. I mean, just good God, the craziness. The craziness they had in this matchup was just surreal. I mean, in fact, I think one of the Bucks tweeted out earlier, he's like, I don't think I could do that type of match again. I'm like, I don't blame you, man. Like, ripe. Like, <laughs> just, just insane. Just absolute insanity. Shouldn't be surprised that the Lucha Brothers were able to retain the AAA tag team titles. But, um, oh no, mon frere. There's more to the story about this. Because, you see, we got ourselves a new tag team in AEW. And I'm trying to pull up their, their new name. Um, because they're not calling themselves this anymore. I'm trying to find out what their new name is. Um, oh, yes. Here we are. I think the, um, their new name. What's their new name? I can't find it. Um, but, of course, right after the match, the Lucha Brothers were attacked by two men in a in a uh, John Kennedy and a Bill Clinton mask, which I don't know, but it was so funny as hell. Of course, they revealed themselves to be none other than Santana and Ortiz, formerly known as LAX Tag Team Champions, attacking the Lucha Brothers as they have officially signed with AEW. I'm trying to find the name that they're actually going under. I think you guys might be able to help uh, help me out with that one, but I couldn't really find uh, the name of the, the the new team. But it doesn't matter. 
I'm still freaking pumped because they've obviously made such a huge name and impact. Um, come on, I'm trying to find the name of the freaking. Ah, it's gonna bug me now. But anyway, um, I think they do have an official name. I just can't. I I just where it is. But anyway, the point is, is that the matchup was insane, and of course, uh, the formerly known as LAX tag team Santana Ortiz show up. I am freaking pumped and excited. We still don't know the details of the AEW tag team title tournament. Uh, we know that Dark Order gets a bye, but I'm telling you, man, you got yourselves the Lucha Bros, you got the Young Bucks, you got the now formerly LAX, Dark Order best friends, uh, the Jungle Express, the Jurassic Express, SoCal Uncensored. You've got some really strong tag teams in this division. And I'll argue to say that they might have the best tag team division. Love to see how it goes on, on uh, October 2nd. AEW goes on NT. Now, last but not least, we have, of course, the AEW World Championship match between Chris Jericho and Adam Hangman Page. I thought for sure we were going to see a lot more shenanigans and a lot more tomfoolery, um, but it was a clean win. And, and the thing that, that surprised me the most here, and I know I'm not going to talk too much about the matchup, but really a lot of people were a lot of people were pissed that Jericho got the victory here and that Jericho beat Hangman Page and he became the new, the first ever, AEW world champion. To which I say, why are you surprised? Why are you mad? I, I get that that Paige is the young guy, and, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, look, they're they're giving the, the the first world champion is a former WWE guy. He's an old guy. Blah 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 blah." Okay, but here's the thing: you have to understand. Out of all the names right now in AEW, and I'm sure I'm probably gonna get some dislikes because of this, but I, I'm just stating my own opinion. Certainly, um, tell me yours in the comments. I'm sure you will. Um. But out of all the names on the AEW roster, the only one, only one that is a that you could even come close to saying is a household name is Chris Jericho. People know or may have heard of Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Um, but I would say more often than not, not talking obviously the diehard fans or the, you know, hardcore fans, but if you're leaning more towards the casual side, more people know of Chris Jericho than they do any of the others. Uh, at least instinct, you know, in course of conversation, naturally. They're going to go to TNT, and they're going to be essentially competing with WWE on Wednesdays. Jericho has had a lot of other successes outside of WWE. Obviously, he did, like, Fozzie, written books, all these things. I, why would you not make him the first world champion? I think that would be a no-brainer. It, it's something to me that that is... When I saw the lineup of, of course Jericho's going to win this. It's nothing against Hangman Page. I almost... I'll say this. First off, MF rode in a horse. Awesome. Second, he's going to be world champion eventually. The performance I saw between Jericho and Paige was fantastic. Paige didn't look like he'd been wrestled so many years. Jericho looked like he was in fantastic shape. 
I thought there was a couple of times Paige was going to win. He didn't, but Paige is going to. He will eventually win the world championship. I, am, I, I will say that right here, right now. We'll say this multiple times when we talk about this in the future. It's not a matter of if Hangman Page will ever win the world championship. It's a matter of when Hangman Page will win the world. That I can almost guarantee you. But to make him the inaugural champion, I think is a is just it may it makes the most sense. And thank you. I, I appreciate Smash this podcast saying, okay, Fabe gets it. Because what like it's you have to have the, the world champion of any company is a, it, it should be theory should be the person that everyone's looking at as the, as the as the guy. Now, granted, that's changed over the years in certain situations, like with Hogan, Rock, Austin, and and Cena. But generally speaking, the world champion is your focal point. He is your guy. He is your man. He is the company person. And if they had Hangman Page as their world champion, well, everyone, everyone who doesn't know or is getting adjusted or reintroduced to AEW, they'd be like, what the, who, who? Who's your world champion? Who, you really need to diamond Dallas? Like, who, who is he? But, say Chris Jericho is your world champion. Well, there's a better chance that they might have an understanding of, oh, Jericho. Oh, I remember Jericho. Man, I should maybe check this thing out. This saying makes the most sense to me. It, it just, it, 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 it just didn't... I just, it was blowing my mind that people were like so pissed that like Paige was the first champion. Like, where's he not the first champion? Make the, it's not, Blaze Rio said, said, like, hate to say it, but like, best for business. You know? Anyway, overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed AEW All Out, though. Um, I think it was another uh, very solid show. But um, I will say a couple things. Number one, I thought Double or Nothing was much better. And I know that that's not really necessarily fair to say in some circumstances, but here, here's the issue with, with here, here's the thing I think that's that's kind of a little iffy for me as far as the AEW shows. Um, the, 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 the struggles with the AEW shows is the fact that they have a lot of talent that is not yet known or is not as well known compared to other talents. It's easier nowadays to to follow people on the indie scene and, and kind of you know uh, cultivate a cult following because um, I like I knew who the Dark Order was I know who Best Friends are I know who Chucky e. T is like I, I I know of these people I don't know as mu- about them as much um, you know Jericho Page if you're not the likes of Jericho Page MJF's getting himself over as a Rover I mean he's fantastic if you're not you know if you're not Page Jericho Cody the Bucks, Kenny Omega, Pac, and a few others. If you're not within that like group, it, 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 the undercard essentially is 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 need to work even harder. If you're not really that well known, you need to work even that much harder to get your name. And so, what I feel is that while the matches are not necessarily bad matches at all, some of the undercard matches I thought were very very strong. It's the fact that you're like, oh, I don't really know who these people are or what the situation is. It's just going to take time, which is where I think TNT is going to be so very critical. I was saying this about all the AEW shows, by the way. 
that not it's not that the shows were bad it's the problem is that their undercard is not as well developed and well known as the other major stars of of AEW being the elite whatever you want to call it and unfortunately all out kind of has that same problem but i hope that once they go to tnt in fact i think i read somewhere that they said their plan is to not use the same talent every single week so you're not going to see jericho minus five stars jericho was the obvious choice to lead aew into tv yes jericho love or hate is known plus it adds legitimacy to the title in the long run, like NWA. Wild Panther indeed gets in. Wild Panther, thank you for dropping off that $5. Much appreciated, good sir. Gets it. It's it's not the fact of we don't want, um, you know, um, it's that we don't want to, you know, don't want to have other young people as champions, just that we need a good starting point. And you're absolutely right. Thank you, Wild Panther. Drop that $5, big one. But I feel like that's the general um, the general problem with um, or the, the, the hurdle they have with these AEW shows is that the other talent is just not that well known. I think once we get through a couple of months of the AEW and TNT, if they're able to, if they're able to, you know, um, if they're able to present them more and get them over more. Get yourself a hell of a team. And it's not that the, the talent's bad at all. It's not, like the talent is not bad. Talent's fantastic. It's just that it's not the investment. You need to invest. Why do I give a crap? But we'll see how that all plays out once team. Bye. Uh, AEW's all out. I would definitely rank probably about like a 7 out of 10. It's a little under uh, the NXT UK show. I will say that the UK show, uh, while had a little bit of the same problems for me as far as not knowing the talent as well compared to the others, I felt it hit more home runs. I felt like there was less lulls in that one compared to AEW All Out. And I know a lot of people are like, you hate AEW, you're a WWE guy. Listen, I like all wrestling, okay? That's why I'm on Power Slam. That's why I'm on Fight. That's why I like watching as much different wrestling as I can. I love learning about it, you know? Um, but generally speaking, I thought if you were to compare the two, and I mean, you, it, Walter and Tyler Bate, you just can't touch. I'm sorry, that was the best match of the week. Like, I... I'm sure I'm going to get some people who disagrees, but, um, but just, yeah. Uh, sorry. I thought, I thought Tyler Bate was, uh, Tyler Bate versus Walter was the match of the night. Um, but the other thing I know a lot of people were kind of up in arms about, and I don't want to get into too much controversy about this and get political, but of course I saw a lot of people on social media about the whole idea of Isla Rose potentially the first ever AEW Women's Champion. Yes, I am well aware that she is transgender uh, in, uh, person. She is a transgender wrestler. Uh, to which I say, she is who she is. She is going through something that I have no idea uh, how they could... I. I <laughs> I suffer from bipolar disorder, okay? I know that not a lot of people understand that. I'm not expecting people to understand that. Um, same situation here. She has gone through quite a lot in her life, I'm sure. Um, I don't understand all of that side. Um, I think that AEW is attempting to embrace 
a part of the community uh, in, in that aspect, um, which I say, awesome, cool. Um, and at the end of the day, people who are upset that, you know, someone of Nyla's stature is possibly winning a women's championship really need to calm down, I think, over something that is predetermined. And, um, yeah, that's, I think, that's the way I'll just leave it at that one. You can have your opinion, of course. Fine. But, of course, love to hear what you guys have to say about this. What do you guys think of both shows? I want your opinions on both. What do you guys think of NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff Wales? What do you guys think of AEW All Out? Love to hear your thoughts on it. Hit me up in the comment section. Hit me up on social media, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun jazz. Don't forget, folks, coming at you very, very soon. 10 a.m. East Standard Time. Turn of the OK Fape Show will be previewing Raw for the night. And, of course, we also will be taking a look at some of the fallout from All Out, the OK Fape Show. Uh, if you guys are patrons, you get access to it early before everyone else does. Make sure you guys check that out. Of course, subscribe if you're new here. Check out all the other cool stuff uh, that we got coming on. Check out the Patreon page for all your bonus goodies. Of course, we have the merchandise over at represent.com slash store slash okfabe. Everything is always, our links are in the description box. Good time, I don't dislike her for being transgender. I dislike her because I really don't think she's that good, but that's just me. Fair enough, Spaz. Thank you for the $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. And listen, you know, I'll, uh, hey, if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. I'm not here to bash anyone's opinion about everything. I'm here to give my own. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for all for those who donated, like Spaz, like Wild Panther, like uh, Casey Rose, all you awesome people out there who donated. Which is Minus five stars! Politics aside, wrestling is the one sport where gender really doesn't matter. Joking aside, just give us good matches. Seriously, thank you, Wild Panther, for dropping that last $5 donation before we wrap things up here. Thank you so much for that. Hey, guys, tune in the OK Fabe Show. Patreon represent all that fun stuff. Link is in the description. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always, take it easy.